Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination founded by Bishop Dacuid Mills with over 1,500 branches worldwide. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard.
feel the music. Wow. I feel the peace. It's a blessing. Well, clap your hands one more time for the Lord. Amen. Now you want to clap your hands and welcome the Milky Way Stars.
really want to do His will. Will you give in return for this love? Will you yield and obey or just walk away? That's the only way you show. in church tell your neighbor the party's not over yet in fact it happens to be testimony time amen so without further ado I want you to clap hands and welcome our brother Chuku Firstly, I'd like to thank God for this testimony, and I'd like to thank Bishop Richard for the opportunity to share it with you all. My story starts when I was uh, three years old and still back in Nigeria. And <laughs> um, as children do, you get your routine injections, and so happened that when I got one, a core part of the nerves in my left leg were destroyed. Now, as you can imagine, when you're still growing up, your nerves are very important for your muscles and how they interact. And to add to that, I didn't find out until a year later. So until I turned four, did I start to show signs of what had happened to me. So I was affected and I started to grow up. And eventually we came to London when I was eight. 
and I had a series of operations. And through all of that, I remember once being in a consultant's room and him saying, just get ready to be limited. Like, your life is going to be limited after this operation. Now, as a child, when you hear something like that, it starts to ring in your head. You start to move as if, oh, yeah, I'm limited. I can't do much. And so when I started to grow up, I internalized this and this started to show in my actions. I'd push the limits. I'd push the limits in positively, but mostly negatively. I smoke as much weed as I wanted to do. I tried to get with as much girls and do as much with a girl as possible. Like, it, it got to a stage where it was really bad for me, but no one really knew. Like, none of my friends really knew. Only a couple people knew how bad it got. Because with things like this, you keep them to yourself. You don't really share as much, and you're very guarded about it. And it was really until I came to first love that I realized my definition is not in my leg. My definition is in the word of God and my definition is in Christ. And, and, and that started to be my story. My story started to be Philippians 4.13. That I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me and I am not limited in any way. And what really warmed my heart and made my life so much better, especially in my spiritual and my Christian life, was that when I came to first love, this wasn't the first thing as it had been in school that I had to explain. No one asked. We were a family. Everyone flowed. We had fun. We had banter, you know. We went out to eat. I didn't have to worry about my leg. I didn't have to worry about explaining because as a family, you live with each other. You get along and you do what needs to be done without judging one another. And I love that and I thank you all for that. Also, I'd like to thank Pastor Ben because he's always been there, whether spiritual questions, any questions, he's always answered it. And that's been very important for me. For a person where everyone's always asking me questions, when I ask questions, I love that people are there to answer. And I thank you a lot for that. And I thank you for being in my life. Amen. Amen. It's a blessing to have a family. Amen. Fantastic. It's too late. It's too late. Turn it off. Amen. The party is still not over. I can't believe it. I'm never leaving this church. Clap your hands and welcome my sister Marcella to give us a powerful song ministration. Feeling down deep in my heart since I found you. Now I'm on my way, Jesus. Deep in sin, falling deeper and deeper into my sinful ways. But now I'm on my way, I have found a new life.
Just to call you I found my place And this is where I'm gonna stay Now I'm on my way Jesus This is where I found love And joy and peace In the Holy Ghost Now I'm on my way I have found a new I have found a new life Oh, oh, this is a true and a faithful saying Jesus came into this world to save a sinner Jesus came to save a sinner like you and me. I was lost in sin and shame, but you gave your life to save me. Oh, oh, I don't want to ever have to leave you. I don't ever want to lose my calling I love the brethren, I love my pastor, I love the church Lord I want to be with you, Lord I'm gonna stick with you This feeling down deep in my heart since I found you. Now I'm on my way, Jesus. Deep in sin, falling deeper and deeper into my sinful ways. But now I'm on my way. I have found a new life. Whoa, I'm so glad I have found a new life Oh, oh, this is a true and a faithful saying Jesus came into this world to save a sinner Seek and save that which was lost mm. I was lost in sin and shame But you gave your life to save me I love the church Lord I want to be with you And I'm gonna stick with you Cause I'm 
dreams of your will at the crossroads of my life. No other voice compares, oh no. It's the sweetest sound my heart has ever heard. The lovely voice of God. The lovely voice of God. Your perfect voice revealing the mysteries of your will at the crossroads of my life. No other voice compares, oh no. It's the sweetest sound my heart has ever heard. The lovely voice of God. Ooh, the lovely voice of God. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you're ready for what is in store for you. I believe that God brought you here for a reason. Amen. And we have an anointed pastor with us today. And I promise you that you will hear the voice of God. Why don't you stand to your feet with a clap and with shouts of Jesus joy. Welcome Bishop Richard Ayi. pray please bow your heads with me let's pray father we are grateful for this opportunity to be in your house be in your presence thank you for your blessing and the blessedness of fellowship thank you that we are blessed to be in your presence thank you for the powerful presence of the holy spirit that shall guide us teach us and instruct us in the word lord i give you thanks for this privilege to share your word. May we become wiser at the teaching of your word, Lord. Thank you for the blessing of hearing your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Take your seats. Hallelujah. Are you happy here in church? the voice of God lovely to you? It's lovely. Hallelujah. Well, I want to continue sharing on mistakes. Mistakes. We're talking about mistakes, isn't it? Is this message making you any wiser? Are you becoming better? Okay, so we're talking about financial mistakes now. James chapter 3. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church. For we who, we who teach will be judged more strictly. 
Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. So this is a key text that we have been running with, that we all make many mistakes because there are some mistakes that we all make. And um, there are some main mistakes that we all make that we have to try not to make those mistakes so that we will be blessed. Amen. Amen. And so we talk about spiritual mistakes and we are talking about financial mistakes. Last week we started financial mistakes. What was our first financial mistake? The mistake of what? The mistake of not How come you are all saying different things? <laughs> the mistake of what? I can only hear God's involvement. <laughs> to make <laughs> to make move without. It doesn't sound like me. It's not my language to make a move. To what? <laughs> What did I say? What else do you have? Oh. The mistake in, in not giving offerings. I think it sounds more like church, isn't it? Okay. The mistake of not tithing. And then the explanation is not making God number one in your finances. So the mistake of not tithing and giving offerings, which is the same as a mistake of not God or, or not giving God the first place in your finances. Hallelujah. Amen. So are you ready for number two? Yes. All right. My second point is taken from, I think I want to take it from, I want the second point to be from, Ecclesiastes chapter 5. You guys are going to be super wealthy. (laughs) But, listen, listen, listen. When you finish saying the amen, which is good, I want you also to think carefully about everything that I would say. Think carefully and be very practical, people. You understand? People who are practical. That is how you build your life into a life that is blessed and into a life that is above board. You, you, have, to, you have to be disciplined. And learn, you know, when, when you learn good habits early, it becomes part of your life. Um, the habits that you, the younger you are and you learn good things, the better your life is. How many of you have some bad habits that you are struggling with as of today? Yeah. That's, 
That's some of the difficulties in life. So now that you are hearing the word of God and being taught how to conduct yourself financially. Ten years from now, you'll see that life will be better. You'll be richer than your parents. (laughs) How many of you like to be richer than your parents? Definitely, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's good to be richer than your parents. Yeah. Should be richer than them. You see, but now, perhaps one of the things you can learn is not to do what they did. The scripture says that wisdom is justified of her children or by her children. If you want to know whether anybody is wise, see the fruits of their decisions and what they do. That's how you see wisdom because there are different types of wisdom. Everybody will argue that the way they do, wisdom is a way of thinking. Wisdom is a way of thinking. It's a way of taking decisions. It's a way of judgment. It's a way of analysis, how you analyze life. It's all your wisdom. Your analysis, your judgment, your decisions, it's your wisdom. That's the type of wisdom that you have. The way you go about things, that's your, that's your wisdom. Everybody has a type of wisdom. So, it just, to be fair, to be fair, you see that there will be categories and levels of wisdom. Someone's wisdom will be higher than the other. Do you understand? Based on your wisdom that you have, um, I wish I could give you an example, but that would take me into wisdom. So everybody and their wisdom, how they live, how they want to live. Someone would want to, someone who is unemployed would want to buy trainers for 120 99 and wear five pound joggers. That's his wisdom. That's, 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 what, that's, that's, what, that's how he knows to live. It's like that is life. Once, once you can have some expensive shoes on your feet, I think I'm getting this, which makes me sound like my mom. So, um, <laughs> I prefer to sound like daddy. <laughs> Alice, good to see you. So, um, what was I saying? That's, that's their wisdom. That once I have some expensive things on my feet, I'm living the life. I'm living the life. That's, that's the person's wisdom. In every, every phase of life, you have people who think this is the wisest way of living. This is the, this is the, this is the life. This is a great life. This, this is what to do. When we're in primary school, there are people who have that, a certain mind that if you are able to do this, you are the coolest guy. You get to secondary school, there are people the same. But you always, always judge people by the fruits. The end result is what will tell you whether the person is really cool or is really dumb. One of them. When you get to uni, you see people have a certain life. They do things a certain way. You're out of uni, you start working. You see people immediately, they start doing certain things. They have this, they have this, they got this, they, they are like this. All these things, all these things is a certain type of wisdom. It's someone's way of thinking. That's how someone thinks. 
That's how one thinks. That's how he, he also takes decisions, judges, analyzes. That is his life. That is his wisdom. That's how he thinks. That's how he reasons. If I do this, I'm okay. If I do this, I'm okay. Someone would like to get a shape up every weekend. Every weekend. Every weekend. That's his wisdom. That's his wisdom. That's how he thinks that life must be. That every weekend I should give 13 pounds to a barber somewhere. Get just to straighten lines around my forehead. And then straighten lines around. So can you see how I'm describing it? Oh, it's almost as though the person is silly, isn't it? But that's the person's wisdom. The person may not necessarily be silly. Since I was born, I've never shaped, shaped my head every, every weekend. Yeah. And since the invention of clippers, hair clippers, I've owned one and take my hair off myself. Since the invention of clippers. That is my wisdom. The only way we can tell who is better is that the one that goes, the weekender, the one that visits barbers every weekend should bring his bank balance and also bring mine. And then we compare. Then we see who, who has been wise. Then I can show the person, in case I'm older than him, I can show him his future and I can show him my future. Because since I've been, a certain, I've been a certain way, I've been taught to live a certain way and I've lived that way. I've never owned a car that I pay monthly. Every car I have owned is what I can afford. Do you understand? Every car I've owned is what I can afford. Now, someone also thinks that, no, no, once I am 22, I deserve to drive a certain type of car. No problem. No problem. We are talking about your wisdom level. So, bring. Bring. That paper that is posted to your house. With your balance on. Bring yours. I'll also bring mine. Then we will see which wisdom is higher than the other. That's all. Then we know. We know from the results. We know from the results. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I should go to Ecclesiastes chapter 5, isn't it? For today's point. You want a point for today, isn't it? How many of you want a point for today? All right. Try verse 10. It says that he that loveth silver or money, he that loveth money shall not be satisfied with money or silver. Nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity. Then verse 11. When goods increase, they are increased that eat them. And what good is there to the owners thereof, saving the beholding of them with the eyes? So so perhaps today I'll I'll call my message the mistake of Ecclesiastes 5.11. 
That is, when goods increase, when goods increase, they are increased that eat them. So, you have to avoid the mistake of Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 11. You have to discipline yourself and avoid the mistake of Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 11. I want you to remember it next week when I ask you that it is called the mistake of Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 11. When goods increase, they are increased that eat them. How do they how how do they how do the eaters increase? The eaters increase because as soon as we get we earn extra, we are just our lives. We are just our lives. And we consume the the extra that comes into us. So we bring ourselves back to zero or sometimes even to the negative. Because the more you earn, you'll be told that you are even more credit worthy. It's that your power, your power to borrow has also increased. So Ecclesiastes 5.11, that's the Bible, is telling us that. Watch out when you are told that you can borrow more. Or you can eat more. Because that is where your distraction begins. That is where your financial sorrows and problems begin. Who said, because you get extra, you should change what you wear. You should change what you eat. You should change where you eat. Who said that? Who told you that? Ken, I'm just saying you have a beautiful job, nice job, high-flying job. It doesn't mean that you should change your lifestyle. Wish, in fact, for the first couple of years or whatever, we should not even smell it on you. That is how you become rich. That is how a rich person lives. When you meet, when you meet a rich person, you can't you can't tell that this guy is rich. Newly rich people, newly rich people are the ones that, as soon as you see them, you can tell that this guy has earned extra. This guy has something. He would even want you to see his car, which he hasn't paid for, and which perhaps he hasn't got a license to drive. And perhaps it's not even insured to drive. And perhaps has no MOT. You know, there's a way, there's a way poor people live. Which is what makes them poor. It's the wisdom of the poor. When you have, you spend. And you always spend more than you, you have. And when you earn a little extra, you have to spend a little extra. <laughs> Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. 
as soon as extra comes in, there's a new budget. There's a new budget. I need to wear this type of clothes. I need, I need to live in this area. I need to drive this car. I need to get this. I've always wanted this. I've always wanted this. I, I wish I could have this. I wish I could get this. I've always, I've always, it's always been my dream. It's always been my dream to have the latest phone. So as soon as the increase comes, phone. Phone, 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 phone. Is it, some of you perhaps, some of you perhaps are blessed to um, have support from even your parents. Apart from the student finance business. Maybe you are even blessed to have earned. When you have a parent like that, who perhaps chips in every now and then, I can tell you something, that that parent is not a fool. That parent is not a fool. That parent perhaps hopes secretly that you don't, you don't break even. You don't start breaking even, that you spend as much as you earn. Or perhaps you don't spend more than you end. That parent perhaps hopes that this child will be wise enough to even keep, look, even keep 10 pounds a month. At the end of the year, what would that be? It's small, isn't it? But if I give you 120 pounds now, will you take it or you say no? Will you say no? Thank you, Bishop. It's good to use smaller amounts. Smaller amounts. Smaller amounts that you think that it's nothing. I mean, it's like, it's about, it's the smaller amounts that make the difference. It's the small amounts that add up, 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 that add up. You don't have, you don't have 10 cars in your house that you've parked, that you own and you are paying. You don't have 10 cars. It's just little things. It's just little things. Fingernails, Earrings, eyelashes, eyebrows, this, that, just little things that you keep doing. You see, I keep talking about the guys that they do shape up. But the girls, I mean, if I go into your world now, it's just that I don't want to turn the service into girls versus boys, boys versus girls, you know. That type of, that type of business. But most of the girls spend far more. Far more. Far more. You've given yourself some unspoken competition. Yeah. Look, sometimes it's even sad, heartbreaking to see a girl that just for church. It's like you have to borrow someone's shoes. Someone's, someone's, someone's skirt. I mean, no, are you listening to me? Why do you want to put yourself through that? Why are you giving yourself so much pressure? You shouldn't give yourself pressure. You actually shouldn't. You should, you should master how to live according to what you have. When you, if you can succeed at that, 
you'll be a very rich person. Because you see, life is going to get better. I pray for you, life will get better. Okay. So, when it's getting better, how will you spend the extra that is coming? Because it will get better. Or better it will get. But when it is getting better, how will you treat yourself? Because already you are living it. You don't have. Then you reach out and borrow from someone. It's the same thing. So now you have. You will spend more than you have. Because you are used to spending more than what you are and what you have. You are used to it. You are used to it. You've trained yourself that without. I must always be beyond my means. Beyond my means. I should always be beyond it. Most people don't notice the type of hair you wear. No, let me say it again. People, listen, people who really matter to you don't notice the hair you, you wear. It's a few petty, idle tattlers that will notice the type of hair you wear. Most people don't notice the type of hair. I don't, I don't notice. They don't notice the type of hair you wear. And then the people who perhaps are able to change their hair often, they're small. They're, I mean, they're small. Um, is it a small what? A small group. Small group of people who have some support that the average person hasn't got. That's what the scripture says that they that compare themselves with themselves are not wise. Because you are comparing yourself to someone who has some power that you don't have. If that power is taken out of their life, they'll be just like you. They'll be just like you. So you have to be patient with yourself. And one day you'll be, you'll be at par. One day you'll be the same. You'll have the same power. Without the habit of having to eat what I haven't earned. You see us as a church. You see us as a church. Can you see how we are squeezing ourselves here? And you see how we squeeze it. We could be somewhere else and be spending fantastically. I mean, will be. I mean, you will see. You will see the screens. I can show you things that were for this number that we have. There are people who have a fraction of this, perhaps a quarter of what we have, but they are totally different. But that's their wisdom. That's their wisdom. Our wisdom is we are here. Gradually, gradually, one one day, one day we'll walk into our own building. (laughs) Yeah. Don't you want us to go into our own building? Sit down. One day you see us. See us. 
So if you come here, even if you have to sit on the carpet, tell yourself, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I can sit on the carpet. The fact that we have increased, we have increased, doesn't mean that we should start spending. The fact that you increase, what you earn increases, does not mean you must spend the extra. It does not mean you should spend the extra. Because what you have has increased. You didn't have it, now you have it. So you must eat it. You don't have to eat it. You don't have to. Next mistake. The next mistake What are you saying? The next mistake is the mistake of laziness. Laziness, laziness is a financial mistake. Proverbs 24 verse 30. Most people who are poor are poor because they are lazy. Most people who are broke, constantly broke. If you, if you have a friend, if you have a friend who is constantly in need, you are the same age. You are 24. He is 24. And every time we are going for camp, you have to top up for him. We are going for, we are going for carnival. You have to find a way for him. We close from church. You have to, it's like, I mean, because you're a Christian, maybe you don't complain, you just do it yourself. But what I'm saying is that watch that person carefully. That person is a lazy person. Because very, 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 very simply put, if you don't have money, how do you earn money? It's not from work. So, so why don't you work? It's very simple. It's, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not like a curse. Don't think of a curse or a problem. It's not a curse. It's not a spiritual problem. It doesn't need fasting. Have, listen, have breakfast and go to work. Why don't you have? When the school go, schools go on break? June. Some May, isn't it? So let's say June. July. And when are you going back? October. June. July. August. September. I mean, what, what have you been doing? Even, even, even to try something, just to even have the experience there's some people who won't try anything at all. You see, they are not interested. They're not interested. When you mention words like internship, they'll be whispering, what's that? What's that? It's like, it's like, it's not in their lives at all. At all. 
You have to work. You have to work. That's how to earn money. It's through working. It's through working. You earn money through working. I've done two jobs in this England before. And I was a pastor. I was a pastor. And I had two jobs. I don't understand why you can't work. And you are not a pastor. (laughs) I don't understand why. I mean, I actually don't understand. Especially when you start dropping in these kind of terms. You know, my ministry, I have ministry meeting because of my ministry. What, What ministry do you have? What ministry do you have? What do you have? What do you have? I'm the pastor of a church and I've given you a small part and given you a title to make you happy. And say you have a ministry. What ministry do you have? Come, what ministry do you have? You see, if I, if I, if I take up that job, it's going to affect my ministry. What ministry? What ministry? If I take a job, so you see, what happens is that you, 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 are, you are a bad representative for church leadership. So the people who are slightly wiser than you will say that if this is what church leadership does, then I wouldn't be part of it. Because you are giving a bad impression of what it is. I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor. I've done two jobs. I did two jobs. I do morning job. And then I had another one, 6 to 10 p.m. And I've done ninth job. I'll finish preaching on a Tuesday night straight to work. I don't see why. I, look, I don't see why I shouldn't work. It has never crossed my mind that don't work. Don't work. Because that is how you earn money. That is how you pay bills. That is how you buy shoes. <laughs> Are you enjoying financial mistakes? I went by the field of the slothful. That is a lazy. Slothful is lazy. I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. That is the man who doesn't know what is happening around him. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns. When I see your hair unkempt and you said it's because you don't have money. This is you. I'm explaining who you are. I'm explaining to you how hair is done. When I, 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 when I see your fingernails, it's become like a world map. <laughs> Why are you making noise? Why are you making noise? Quiet. 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 You see, any state you find yourself in and you use money as the reason, most likely, so when, you are, when you are young, am I speaking to young people? Yeah. When you are young, it is likely because you are lazy. You have, you, have to roll, you have to roll off the bed. Look, there's a verse. It will be my next verse. Don't change it yet. It says that there's a lion in the street. Find it for me. I'm coming to it. I'm coming to it. 
don't understand why. I don't understand why you're talking so much. It says, and lo, it was all grown over with thorns, and nettles had covered the face thereof, and the stone and the stone wall thereof was broken. It's like the whole life is chaotic. Chaotic. There's, I mean, everything, everything is run down. Everything is run down. This, we are talking about the lazy man. The lazy person. This is life. This is life. Everything is run down. He can't have this. He can't do this. He can't go here. He can't afford this. This Everything is in a state. It's in this. Is it next time your friend, you see your friend is, is, in, is in difficulty once you help. It's in difficulty twice. Look, if you love that person, tell the person, look, I can help you get a job. I can help you get a job. Would you would you like would you like to come and work? I, I I do I stack shelves during the holidays in Tesco. Would you like to come and help me stack shelves? You earn something, it will help you. It will help you buy something for yourself. When you are finishing school, when you are getting to them, then yes, then you start them. That one you also have to now aim high. Aim for the best of jobs. This Tesco and things, you do it for first year, second year, you know, just, just for happiness. Just to say that I went to work. <laughs> From a certain point, you aim high. Go for the best. Never tell yourself you won't get it. You will get it. You get it. Oh, you will. You get it. I don't know why they will not want to employ a first lover. Because a first lover will add value to every company. The way you are trained. The way you are brought up. The wisdom you have. The anointing you have. The grace over you. The faithfulness in your life. Anybody who employs you would want to keep you. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Sit down and please be quiet, okay? Please be quiet. Verse 32. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. This this, this, this is a point that really makes a difference, to be able to receive instruction in life. To look at someone, analyze the person's life, and receive instruction. Because no one, no one ever told me. I just looked at some people. I could see the trainers are expensive. Hair is always top form. The joggers pants are cheap. And the watch is expensive. And the person seems to be broke. So I analyze and said, what type of person is this? I, I, I really considered As I was moving around, I considered it. I considered it. Then I visited one of our churches. And I noticed that the guys there are the same. So I asked, what type of people are these? And I understood that there's a certain type of person who is into how his hair looks. And what is on his feet. And he doesn't mind what he's wearing. But he feels it's okay. 
and it doesn't work. He's into his hair and the shoes he wears. That's what he's into. Am I saying something that is not true? So, so what's the point? What's the point that I'm making? The point I'm making is that that is the type of guy who boasts and prides himself in things he didn't contribute to get. He didn't contribute to get at all. It's not like I've studied hard, have this qualification, I've been to interviews here, I've worked hard. I've worked. There's nothing like this. Size of his whatever, then yes. Because when they wear the joggers pants, they don't wear anything. So you see the hook in front. So you see. Listen, listen, listen. Look, if you don't sit down, we'll, I'll end the service. So you see, we've gone for a camp. Then we come for dawn prayer meeting. Then there he's come on. Uh, what, what do you call it? Air, for, Air Force One. Air Force One. So Air Force One, joggers pants. They has this hook in front of him. It's like, it's like that is the life. It's like, it's like this is it. It's like here, I've come. I've really come. Do you know why I'm saying it? I'm saying it so that the few of you who have that kind of vision and mentality, you will change it. Amen. Because you have to discover that you, you are in the lowest of the low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lowest of the low. You are behaving like Peter Pan. I mean, how can you have Superman as your hero? I mean, at this stage, at the number of tongues you have spoken in your life. When did you even graduate? Superman is your hero. I mean, what, 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 what would the toddlers do? Who will be their heroes? If you are keeping all the heroes to yourself, who will be their heroes? <laughs> and I received the instruction. Verse 33. Yet a little sleep. This is a, this is a sign of a lazy person. Sleeping. And slapped. Look, I need to, I need to finish. A little sleep. Do you understand? A little sleep. Then a little slumber. Do you know slumberings? When you're not really sleeping, you keep 
dozing of them, you come in and out. When you have, I mean, these are, I mean, this is your life. This is your life. You sleep, you slumber, and then the folding of the hands to sleep is like you are inactive. You are inactive. You roll up the sleep and work. You are, you are folding the hands like coats. Have to sleep some more. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth. Perhaps you may not understand one that traveleth, but I'll use or your want as an armed man. If an armed robber pulls a gun to your head, can you easily tell him that go away? Will he go? He has a gun to your head. What will you do? Will not be, will not be, you'll, be taking your, you'll be taking your things out. They have everything. That is how poverty comes to a lazy person. You can't get rid of him. You can't, you can't, you can't get rid of him. You can't shoot him off. He can, when he comes, he has come to stay. He comes like an armed man. He pulls a gun and says everything to your head. Can you, just say, can, can you, can you imagine him saying, excuse me, Excuse me, I'm a first lover. <laughs> no. 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 That's laziness. Your poverty can be explained. It can be explained. There's a reason why you don't have. There's a reason why you don't seem to have. There's a reason why you graduated two years ago, three years ago, and you don't have anything to your name. There's a reason. And you are, and you are not even on course. It's not like you are working your way up. It's like you, are, you are just as a student. Because you don't want to do the hard and difficult thing. There's a hard and difficult thing that has to be done. And you don't want to do it. Little sleep. Little slumber. Little folding of the hands to sleep. The arm robber is coming. Your money. Your iPad. Your shoes. Your clothes. He will leave you naked. He will take everything off you. You cannot, you can't say, excuse me, can you leave me alone? You can't say that. You can't say you can't say that to an armed man. That is how poverty comes to the lazy. You can't easily shake him off. You can't tell him leave me alone. He will say I'm not going. I'm not, I have come to stay. I've come to stay. I've come to stay. Or like a traveler in this part of the world, you don't experience that much. But in other parts of the world, you'll be at home and someone will, will knock on your door. I've come. And the person is like a relative. I've, I've come. From some town or village somewhere, I've come. Yeah. There is, there is nothing like there is no room. You have to receive the person, provide food, cater for the person, let the person relax, and then you would rather have to invite the person to ask the person, are you okay? Is there a problem? 
if there's any issue, say it now. And the person definitely has issues that you have to solve. All that the scripture is saying is that you can't get rid of poverty when you are lazy. You can you and poverty becomes in, become inseparable. Let me read something to you. Would I be to read something to you? So from June till now, you haven't worked. It's a sign of laziness. Yeah. You're not an old man who is suffering from arthritis, suffering from rheumatism, suffering from any of these. You don't have any problem. You are just at home. Drinking soup. Let me read something to you. Are you listening? Research reveals the traits that lead to intractable poverty. The source is the FAO Corporate Document Repository originated by the Economic and Social Development Department. Number one, intractable poverty is explained by a lack of knowledge and a lack of good skills in conjunction with laziness. That is, they work together. Lack of knowledge, that is, no education. Then lack of skill, lack of skill, no profession, no real training for anything in particular. Then in conjunction, assisted by laziness. You understand? So you start a course, then you drop out. So you, you, it's like you, don't, you really don't have any qualification. You have no knowledge. You have no skill. And then you're also lazy. The combination is quite potent, isn't it? These three things are wildly, widely given as the main cause of poverty. The lack of knowledge. So, so my, the next financial mistake is the mistake of a lack of knowledge. A lack of knowledge. It's a mistake. Lack of knowledge, lack of learning, lack of striving, striving to finish learning. Because we don't live, we don't live in a community of um, um, basic farming. Where you say that I don't need, I don't need the knowledge. What works, what works in the society you live in is education. When I say education, I don't mean that you've been to a place written exams. That is, all I mean is, what do you know? <laughs> what do you know? If you go for an interview, wouldn't they ask you, what can you do? Yeah. Do they still ask that question? Yeah. What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? One day I was at work around two o'clock, three o'clock. I was a lay pastor there. And I felt like using, using a washroom. If you go into the male washroom, we have bowls or oh, sometimes this long silver thing that we all we were into. Yes. So when I went to the washroom, it was one of these long 
silver-like things. So I was standing there. And then someone walks in. His name is Alan. He was like the chief executive of the company that I was working in. He was the next up after my immediate boss. My immediate boss was called Helen, then Alan. After Alan, there was nobody. So, so I was there when Alan comes in. I was a temp then. Temp is what? Contract? Yes. So Alan also comes in. He also starts. I was also there. Like a race. Then, in the middle of the Alan asked me, Richard, how are you? I said, I'm fine. How do you find, in the, yeah, in the toilet, how do you find, the, how do you find, no, our toilet is not like yours, eyes ah, open. We can all see each other, yes. Yeah. I can touch him. There's no, it's not in cubicles. We are there like this. So whilst we're all, this was the posture. So you just turn the head. How are you doing, Richard? I said, I'm fine. How are you getting on? It's all right. Do you like it here? I think it's okay. Because you don't want to sound like you are begging it, you know. So I'm not talking. Yeah. I <laughs> then, in those days, there was, there was a particular program. I can't remember what it was called, Access or something like that. They asked me that, do you know how to use it? I said, yeah. I think I have an idea. I think I have an idea. I, mean, I think yes. So he said to me that when you close the door on your way out, on your way out, can you stop by my office and give me a demonstration? You know, like show me how it's done. I said, no problem. I said, Alan, no problem. I will. I will. So I finished work on my way out then. His office was, we're on the ground floor. His office was on upstairs. So I climbed up. I said, Alan, here I am. Then he just sat down. He turns his desktop to me and he said, there you go. So this knowledge, yes, I'm talking about knowledge. Then I show him what, what I can do, what I know. I show him what I know. I said, this is it. You do this, you do this, you do this, you do this, and that's it. He said, great. Then he said to me, you know what? Right then, 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 then. He said, I am going to create a role for you in this office, in this company, and we will employ you. I said, I said, really? I mean, I was going home. I said, really? So I just kind of, you know, yeah. And then, and then I left. When we came the next day, he called me again. He, we were working, working, and then he, he opens our door. Just, he just put his head in. Like they said, Richard, on your way out today, can you come? I said, no problem, I'll come. When I went to see him, he said, he has got the role. He has created the role. And he wants me to get that job. He said, however, there are some technical bits to it. So he said, the int- he said, we're going to advertise it in the, you know, the internal, whatever. So there'll be others who apply for it, definitely. But he said, when you come, when you come, I'm going to ask you question A. The answer is this. <laughs> listen, look, listen, there, there'll be more time for you to shout, okay, relax. Then he said, I'm going to ask you question B. This is the answer. They said, I'm going to ask you question C. This is the answer. He gave me three questions, three answers. I said, thank you. I mean, 
Fine, thanks. I'll remember. He was worried. He was so concerned. It's like, it's like he really wants me to have the job. Just, I'm showing you the power of knowledge. So I said, I will remember. I can remember. It's this, this, this means this, this means this. I, I will remember. I will remember. Don't worry. Then I left. This was, must have been like on Friday. On Monday, on Monday, advert, whatever was done, went on. Then, then the date came as the next Wednesday for the interview at 10.30. On Tuesday, then Helen. You remember Helen? Yeah. That's my immediate, yeah. I shared the same office speech with her. So we're all in the room. Then she said, Richard. I said, yep, Helen. <laughs> she said, you know tomorrow is the interview. I said, yes, I know. She said, it's going to be at 10.30. You know that? I said, yes, I know that. He said, I'll be on the panel. I'll be on the panel. I said, okay. He said, so when you come, I am going to ask you this. When I ask you this, you've never done that thing before because it's like a new rule created. It needs this. When I ask you this, please say this. When I ask you this, please say that. When I ask you this, look, by now the power of God had come over the two of them. Because, because, listen, both of them use the same language. Both of them, at the end of everything, they say to me, this is between you and me and the four walls. I said, no problem. No problem. There will not be a fifth wall. No problem. So the day of the interview came. I got there. I got there. There they were. Yeah, Richard, you know, who you are. Tell that by yourself. There's that. Talk a little bit. So, okay, so this role that you've applied for, you want to do, then they became a battle. A battle of who would ask the questions. So this one would throw the question at me. And then the other one would be wondering, I didn't tell him this. Does he know it? So when I start talking, I'll be looking at them from the corner of my eye, and they'll be nodding like, yes, 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 yes. And then I wouldn't finish so that no one would ask a question. Then this one will speak. So, so this, this, and that, and then, I'll, then this one will, will be thinking, I haven't told him that. So it's like they'll look, initial look nervous. Then when I start talking, then yeah. by three questions, it's like Alan has decided. It's okay. Thank you very much, Richard. That shall be your story. You will experience such favor. But you see, it's a grace of God, but it started off with something that I knew. You have to know something. You can't be an airbag. You cannot be an airbag. You can't be an airhead. No, nothing. It's like the only thing. You see, amen and things is nice. I believe in amen. You must say amen. But you, after church, after church, please, please do something with your life. When school resumes and you are in school, please do, please spend your time wisely. 
Please. Please. Please don't make yourself. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into that one. That one is also, that was also another, another one. I was reading something to you, isn't it? Intractable poverty is most notably caused by laziness, which is characterized by, are you there? A low interest in a good life. Which I actually like to say a poor definition of a good life. A poor, a bad definition of a good life. Because when you meet the poor person, he will tell that he has, he has, he hasn't got a good life. Say he has a good life. In a 79.99 or 120.99 and five pound joggers, he will say that's a good life. But for the person who really understands, who has more latitude and sees life better and has a better life, will say that this person is not interested in a good life. Because is this a good life? Is this what you call a good life? 24, fighting with your 17-year-old brother in a room and buying a 65-inch television to put in the room (laughs) which you haven't paid for. And driving cars you haven't paid for without license, without insurance. All, you see, all these things are bills. They are all bills. Just one please check. Bills. I don't get it. Do you get it? I don't get it. But your life is changing. So notably caused caused by laziness, which is characterized by low interest in a good life. Passivity. You understand passivity, isn't it? A lack of motivation and initiative. A low intellect. Dependency thinking. That is someone should do it for me. Someone will do it for me. Someone will do it for me. <laughs> now my life not prepaid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you take the prepaid song everywhere. It's like I can't even think for myself. I can't even think. I can't reason. I can't, I can't make decisions. I can't make decisions for myself. It's like to decide. You see, the person can't decide. What do, what do you want to do? Will you do this for me? Will you fill the application form for me? Will you send it off for me? <laughs> Look. Most lazy people, if ever they get a job, the job they get, they stay in it till they die. It's, one, it's, 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 another, it's another sign of a lazy person. He doesn't change jobs. He doesn't change. He, he doesn't move on. Have you heard the expression, I'm moving on? He doesn't move on. Since he graduated and got a job three years after, He's been with it. 
He's, he's there. I mean, he is there. At the same low level. No improvement. Nothing. He is there. Because he gets a paycheck. He's there. And such a person has a dream to marry someone's daughter. So that she will come and look after him. That's his plan. That's actually his plan. When he comes, when she comes, you pay for everything. She see, see, and they are usually attracted to these hard-working, fierce-looking girls. They, re, they, re, they, I mean, they really admire them because they admire them because, like, I mean, is that a human being who has so much energy? It's like, man. I mean, she's a go-getter. I mean, she's an achiever. I mean, she gets things done. Meanwhile, the other type of guy who's a go-getter also doesn't want this type of... He wants someone who is calm. Be calm. Be at home and fry some eggs for me. Because I can look after myself. I know some of you don't like my analysis, but it's okay. Dependency thinking. Next one is reliance, reliance on assistance from others. Reliance on assistance. That's why I, I keep making reference to camps, this, this. Because you see, the traits are there. The early signs are there. That someone should do it for me. Someone should do it for me. That's the last time. The last time we're going for a camp, and then someone um, sent a message around that can, uh, can we have some people to chip in five pounds each? I said, never again. Do not bring that mentality into the church. Never again. Never again should you put it out there. That 20 people should bring five pounds each. Do not grow up with that mind. Don't. The fair game. I will never encourage you to have such and grow up with such a mind. 20 people should bring five pounds. It's like it's, like it's not much. It's not much for you people, isn't it? What about you? What about you? Are they not just like you? What about you? People are difficult to help, you know. They are easily offended because they feel the world owes them. They feel the world owes them. It's like you owe me. So what you don't do is that like you are wicked. You people are wicked. You people are like this. Stop. Then it's like, because I'm asking, you're looking down on me. Look, the most difficult and complex people to help are poor people. Try helping a poor person and see the response you get. Oh, I don't really need it. Oh, I really, I don't want it now. Okay, later. Okay, this. You will see the person. And then try on someone, on someone who is a little better off. Someone who is a little better off values five pounds. Because the person knows what it takes to earn five pounds. They will say thank you to you forever and ever. Because the person knows what it takes to have five pounds. Because people who don't work don't do anything. Almost every time you have to give. You must give. You should be given. Only want 20 people who can give five pounds each. Then I can pay my camp fees. If I catch you.
Don't worry, we'll be going for camp soon. We'll talk more there. <laughs> then lack of life skills to plan and organize their life. Bad training and care of children by parents. I mean, it's like, these are, these, these are, these are the factors that really causes intractable poverty. Wow. Guys, you know it's time to close. It's actually time. So at least you have, you have two mistakes for today, isn't it? Did you give me my lion verse? What's the last mistake that we're talking about? Lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Mistake of lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge, yeah. Lack of knowledge. And then also, we've also talked about lack of good skills. So you have about three or four mistakes. He said, the lazy man will say, there is a lion in the way. A lion is in the streets. This is the language of a lazy person. Just give me three minutes. We'll explain. As the door turneth upon his hinges, so does the lazy man upon his bed. He swings from one end to the other. So he starts off by saying, there's a lion in the street. That is an excuse. That is, it will literally cost me my life if I apply for jobs. So they will tell you that I won't get. If I go, I'll be turned. As though, as though being turned down is his life. You say, there's a lion in the street. That's a lizard. There's a lion in the street. It's like some huge problem. That he's afraid that he wouldn't want to try. There's a lion in the street. That's the least. There's a lion in the street. And he's under the duvet. It's not just guys. Lazy girls are also like that. If you marry her, you are you are done for. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you marry her. You'll be, sur- you'll be surprised at what you've, your contract you're going to sign. Especially when she gets pregnant. Oh, the pregnancy is the lion. No, I'm explaining something to you. We are laughing. I'm telling you, you see, you will see it playing out at every face. The lion in the street girl, when she gets pregnant, she'll lift the finger. Everything is a lion. Everything is a lion. You know I'm pregnant. You know because of my pregnancy. You know because of this. I mean, she won't go anywhere. She won't do anything. Her first trimester, she'll stop working. Yeah. She will not do anything. Everything has to stop for the pregnancy. Everything has to stop for the pregnancy. Everything has to stop. Because there's some baby that is coming. The baby is at the door. So I can't. I can't get off the bed. It's, it's laziness. It's laziness. Pregnancy is not a disease. Before you get there, let me tell you. Pregnancy is not a disease. It's not a problem. It's not a problem at all. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. I know people in this church. The day before they gave birth. They were leading, they were leading all night prayer. 
And then in the morning, they went to give birth. Yeah. And there are others. Hey! They stop all activities one month before the baby comes. Everything has to stop because tomorrow is the, the, the baby is coming in a month time. Can't move. Everything has to cease. It's a lazy person. The person is lazy. <laughs> lazy. <laughs> There's a lion in, not in the street, in front of me. There's a lion in front of me. We are growing up soon. We'll see the differences. We all here. We'll all be in first love. Yeah. Soon, first love will have a nursery so babies can come. Now we don't have. Now we don't have. That's why we say babies can't come. But he has to go. You see, God will soon. There are a lot of people who have, who have given birth. Yeah. The lady who does the scripture for our scripture of the week. She has a child. You know, she has a child. She has a child. When? The day she had it. Yeah, she has a child. You see her moving around as though she hasn't got a child. She moves around freely. Yeah. But now the child would have turned into a lion in the street for us. You watch others give birth. You watch others. You will see how everything says, look, I can't breathe. But if I breathe, there will be shortage of air for the baby. So, <laughs> oxygen is getting finished. Let me hold my breath so that the baby can breathe. those who are able to come back to their original size and those who can't. It's all hard work. It's all hard work. Hard work and food. So for some people when they're pregnant, they say, I'm eating for myself and the baby. suffering the people. Which book did you read? Which book did you read? I had a sister that I lost through pregnancy. She was in a coma for one week. It means she hasn't eaten for one week. But her child is walking around strong, strong like something. (laughs) She was in a coma for one week and died. But the baby, just before the day before she died, they took the baby out. Yeah. The baby is there. She hear skipping and dancing. Then you are walking. I'm waiting for two. <laughs> Tell us that you are you are hungry. You want to eat? You've been planning to eat already. <laughs> anyway, that's for the future. It doesn't apply to you now. Yeah. You should not get pregnant before you marry. You shouldn't go and do that thing. 
all. It's all part of financial mistakes. It's not even part of marital. It is here. Just come next week. It is here. Yes. I'll explain to you how you can become poor. Yeah. How you can have nothing. Buy some of these loose moves. So those of you who think that someone doesn't want you to have sex. I will explain to you how you can become poor by that thing. And you will have nothing. <laughs> what do we do? How do we close the service? Because I've finished. What do we do at the end of the service? We stand up and we thank God, isn't it? All right. So let's stand, stand up and thank God. Okay, here. <laughs> so wait, wait. How many financial mistakes do you have? Four. Five. What's the first one? The mistake of what? Look, do people write notes? So what's number one? The mistake of what? The mistake of not tithing and giving offerings. Number two is what? The mistake of Ecclesiastes 5 and verse 11. Which says that when goods are increased, they are increased that eat them. So you have to know. You have to know. When you, you earn a little extra and then you change your car that you have, insurance will change. So the person, the, the eaters, the devourers increase. That's why when you, you earn extra, you keep, you maintain the car at the same level so that you can save. Riches come through savings. Forget about interest. Interest rates are not great at the moment. So forget about that. Just the little you can keep. That if, even if it's under your pillow, even under your pillow, you have money under your pillow. And then the next one is what? The mistake of laziness. Mistake of laziness. Oh wow! And the next one is what? The mistake of lack of knowledge. And then the next one is what? The lack of good skills. Lack of good skills. Lack of good skills. So you can see that the course you studied is aha. Uh-huh. What you have to do is to find your way into something. That can give you a plan. Something like what? Something like teaching. Teaching will be better than a degree in a... I don't want to say you shout something out. If I say you say I'm saying. What? You know what? You know what? Some of the things it's good to be hopeful about. The head of department, when you meet him, he will sell it to you as though it is the best. But he needs students. He needs students. Now you have to ask yourself, statistically, statistically, how many people, how many people have come out and are making it based on this course? You have to ask yourself that question. Don't don't debate with anyone. Just ask yourself that question. How many people do I know in my life that studied this and are doing well in life? Ask yourself that question. Then you would know that, look, what I have is called basic education. I mean, first degree is very basic. It's very, very. So you have to now try something else. Something else. Move yourself up a bit. 
It's different from these are those who those who studied nursing. When they finish, they have a profession, they have a job. Even whilst they are studying, they, are, they, they, they have something called placement. They have been placed to work. And then you studied, you studied dancing. Where were you placed? And who are you going to dance to? And how many dancers do you know? <laughs> so the lack of good skills causes poverty. Though you've been to university for three years, but what you've come out with hasn't got the ending power. Hasn't got the ending power. Yeah. And if you're going to do something like teaching, do it properly. Don't make, your, don't make yourself one of those people who are sent in the classroom and are made to sit with uh, people with special needs to help them finish their assignment. Don't make yourself into that type of person. Usher yourself into the real course and study it. Have a qualification and be a real teacher. Don't tell us you are doing teaching that when we come to the school, we'll see you in the corridor with some two children. No, if if this church was full of your parents, I will not be able to say what I said. Because there's no hope. They've left. But you, I can say it. Because you can change it now. You can change it. You, you must change it. You can sit in the corridor and teach two, two kids with special needs. They say, you're a teacher. You're a teacher. That is not a teacher. That's what a, that's what a teacher Father, bless this congregation. Thank you for this opportunity that we have to hear your word, to receive instruction according to your word, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Let them be blessed. Let them do well in this life. May be well with them, Lord. May they live to prosper. May they live to do well financially. May they live to excel, oh God. May they live to be the head and not the tail. May they live to be above only and not beneath, O oh God. Let them see open doors of blessings. Let them experience open doors of favors, Lord. Let it be well with them. Let them never be tired. Let them never be tired. Let them never be tired, O oh God. Let them never be tired from desiring to do well. In the mighty name of Jesus, O oh God. Now, while every eye is still every head is bowed, we want to make the most important prayer you could ever make in your lifetime. And that is to give your life to Jesus Christ. Perhaps somebody invited you to church this afternoon. Or you've been coming to church. You've been hearing us appeal and reach out to you. That give your life to Jesus. Give your life to God. But today, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender my life to the Lordship of God. I want to have Jesus in my life. I want to go to heaven when I die. I don't want to go to hell. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed, if you're here, you say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Please lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. Just your right hand very quickly. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life today. God bless you. God bless you. Your right hand. God bless you. I can see those hands. God bless you. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. God bless you. I believe there are a few more here. Maybe you are debating. Once you are debating within yourself, am I saved or not? Just 
just be sure today, just lift up your right hand and say, I want to, I want that prayer, Pastor. Just pray this so that I'll be sure after today that I am saved, I am born again, and I'm going to heaven. Just your right hand. If you are not sure, you are not sure. It doesn't mean you're a bad person, it doesn't mean you're an evil person. It just means that you want to be sure. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. Maybe you've stopped doing all bad things, but you've never asked and invited Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. And today, you want to do that. Today, you want to do that. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. This is my final call. This is my final call for today. God bless you. If you have your hand lifted up, I want to do one more thing. I want to come to me. Come to me. Come out of your seat. Come. Come. Microphone in the front is not working. Is it on? Come. Come. You want to give your life to Jesus. Come. Come. Make your way to the front. Let's pray. Bow your heads with me. Say with me. Say, Heavenly Father. If you're coming, come quickly. Come. 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 All right. Let's pray. Say, Heavenly Father. Whole church, help us as we make this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father. Thank you for today. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Who died on the cross. And rose up on the third day. For my sins. And for my mistakes. Say Lord Jesus. Please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Say from today. I'll serve you. I'll live for you. Say thank you father. For accepting me. And making me a child of yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Father, I pray for these wonderful ones. Thank you for your blessing of salvation, your free gift of salvation that you give to them, Lord. May they be established in your house. May they be established in your kingdom. In Jesus' name. 